Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on back to Mind Your Popcorn. I'm Ricky Uniac. And I'm Chuck. Oh, Chuck, you're going to have to give us your last name again. (laughs) (laughs) The viewers don't know. (laughs) I'm Chuck Wayne. Chuck Wayne. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oh, man, I missed an opportunity to call myself Ricky Wayne. Chuck Clark. Um, Chuck, I think it's. Did we we dropped an episode last week, didn't we? Yes, we did on uh, Spencer. That's right. Okay, so since then, what's been going on? Not much. Uh, completed the move pretty much. Mostly, I think, pretty much fully unpacked at this point, except for a couple odds and ends. Um, I getting ready this start. I'm going down Friday, and all next week I'll be in Myrtle Beach. Ooh. Play golf. Okay. Um, so, spoiler alert: probably won't be an episode next week. Yeah, I ain't doing this shit by myself. No way. I'm not gonna sit here and talk to myself. Yeah, they also the movie. I think the every all the other studios were like, "Oh, the Batman's coming out the week before." Yeah, we might as well just not release any good any movies. <laughs> just uh, yikes! I think yeah, the- fresh. And Sebastian Stan movie is that come out or did it- that? It came out last weekend. Okay. But in uh, terms of theatrical releases, bad the Batman was pretty unrivaled. Yeah. Which was, you know, I guess, and we'll get into it, um, probably for good reason, but the Adam Project does drop this weekend. So that's right. That's I know you does. got stuff going on, but I know there's like I I'll probably check it out this weekend and I know there's like there's a, for a Netflix release, there's a, like a lot of hype and I'm predicting it's gonna break the red notice records for most streamed movie in the first X amount of days. I don't know what that metric was, but I think this has the potential to break the red notice record. It definitely does. The cast is pretty solid too. Like it's got a lot of big names. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm interested in the movie. We'll see. I saw, and I, this is to be the only thing I uh, I'll say about the movie. Cause I haven't read a whole lot about it. Cause I love reading the non spoiler reviews, like from like, the press when when they get to screen it i've been getting a lot of like um oh well, not a lot i saw this one review that described it as like that early 2000s science fiction family kind of classic feel to it which is really exciting because i watched that trailer i was like this feels like et and back to the future a little bit like i know back to the future wasn't early 2000s but that style of like instant classic so high hopes for that movie neither was et Right. So I guess I'm just I, I guess I'm just stupid. And <laughs> I guess none of those. What what was E.T. late 90s? 85, I believe. Oh, oh, why do I even open my mouth, dude? Why don't I? Uh, why did I even take a stab at that? 85. All right. Whatever. Um. Yeah. Early 2000s sci fi family is not something I think like that's not a genre that comes to mind when I think of I'm, that time period. I'm not going to have to find what the hell I read because I, I probably have butchered it. Yeah, because like I usually think of like. The family films are like low budget Nickelodeon star movies like Big Fat Liar, uh, Like Mike. You know, cheaper by the dozen. Cheaper by the dozen. Um, what else? Uh, the last Mimsy is that? The last Mimsy. 
Zathura. Oh yeah, that, that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Zathura, hey, Zathura, Zathura's nice. That was Don't uh, Josh Hut. Is it is it Hutcherson or Hutchinson? Hutcherson, Kristen um, Stewart, Kristen Stewart, Dax um, Shepard, Dax Shepard, and then there was the kid. If I'm not mistaken, quit acting after that movie. Uh, the younger brother. Yeah, that that sounds accurate. Because I was I was listening to Dak Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert. Shout out Armchair Expert, my favorite podcast. And he had Kristen Stewart on about a month or so ago. They were talking about Spencer, and they were all we were talking about their time on that set. And she like told um, Dax how that actor that that the actor who played the little kid, his parents actually made the decision and pulled him out of acting. They didn't like it for him. So honestly, probably makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, so um, going back to let's just all forget about my terrible, my terrible comparisons for the Adam Project. Um, but that is a movie that I'm there's there's some excitement there for that, and I don't typically get that a whole lot with Netflix releases. So uh, looking forward to it. But before we dive into what I imagine ninety five percent of this episode is going to be talking about, which is the Batman, Chuck. It finally happened. I won today. All my weeks and months of DMing Disney and Star Wars and telling them that if they didn't drop this trailer, I was going to continue to cry myself to sleep every single night paid off. Because today we got the trailer for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Um, And can I just say pretty underwhelmed by it <laughs> which is like all of that i just felt like such a fight listen i'll never judge a show or a movie by its trailer however i mean you opened the, the teaser trailer had duel of the fates playing in the background duel of the fates is playing in the background of the teaser trailer i mean like I don't know. I, there, nothing about that trailer blew me away, but I'm still excited for the show. I haven't watched the trailer yet. Oh, we're well, not missing much. Um, there's like I, I obviously saw that there were Inquisitors in it. Yes, which are from Star Wars Rebels. Yep. So, in fact, the the main villain of season one of Rebels is featured in the trailer, so we'll see that. Would that be the Grand Inquisitor? It would be. Yeah. Um, so, spoiler I, alert. Well, he what, survives so, the events of this show. <laughs> Does this take place after the events of Rebels? Do we know that? Before. 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 Oh. Oh, you're saying he survives. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for the show. But, like, honestly, I don't remember. I think I had that on my list of most anticipated for this year i don't remember where it was but i imagine if i were to redo that list it would be a little ways it would probably drop a spot or two now which is you know whatever i'll i'll just go back to drowning in my sorrows you know nightly now we also got a second trailer for um the unbearable weight of massive talent i haven't i did not watch it because now i'm hooked to the movie i don't want to watch the trailers so but yes just an fyi I also didn't watch it yet. Um, 
for similar reasons to yours, I kind of like where I'm at with what I know about that movie right now, and I kind of wanted this to be what I go in with. Um, when does that movie drop? I believe, I believe next month. Next month? That's, that's an April release. That might be the highlight of April then, in terms of like what's dropping in April. Uh, April twenty second. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. That that. All right. Actually. Okay. You, you want to keep going? No, I can't do the song. <laughs> this this actually um kind of brightened up my day a bit because I was thinking today like I couldn't name a whole lot of what I was aware. Oh, how do I want to wear this? I couldn't name a whole lot of what was dropping in April. Like I just April seemed kind of dry to me, but this is this is nice. It's only an hour and thirty minutes. This is a short movie. Yeah. It's got that's that's perfect length for this. No, I uh, okay, for this kind of movie, yeah. I'll I'll give you that. Um Do you wanna know it's not a short movie? The, the Batman, Batman. <laughs> It's a three-hour movie. It's a three-hour commitment. I mean, I feel bad for everybody who went into that movie. Um, you know, maybe expecting it to be around the two-hour mark and not and not prepping um, for it to be three hours. I saw a lot of people in my theater getting up to go to the bathroom about halfway through. Um, and I was like, oop, because I, I felt like this movie didn't have a lot of downtime. So... Yeah, I did not. The I had to go to the bathroom through this movie. Spoiler alert. Um, oh. Um, I also went and saw this in like a movie theater cafe. So it was like, le- like a a restaurant inside a movie oh, theater kind of okay. vibe. Like it was more theater. Like it had the tall walls and everything. But I was able to get beers while I was in the watching the movie. They delivered to you. Yeah. Came up with chicken tenders and fries. So I was a little, just slightly distracted. But, spoiler alert, also did not take away from my enjoyment of the movie overall. But I did have to go to the bathroom during a certain chase sequence. Oh, no. Not the chase sequence. Uh, Yeah, about, I, I, when I got, I left because I knew kind of where this was going. Uh Uh-huh. But I have heard great praise for this. But I came back and it was the shot from the trailer. Okay. Okay. So I I kind of knew what was going on. You yeah. know what I mean? I kind of knew it was going to happen. Um, I'm excited for you for whenever you get to watch this a second time. I'm excited Most likely for you tomorrow. Oh, Most okay, likely cool. the day this episode drops, I will be watching a second time. <laughs> um, My quote tweet this episode with a... Uh, secondary review of of just that like three minutes that you missed. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Let Let's dive into this. Let's go ahead. Let's get the spoiler alert out there, and let's just dive into this head first because I'm very excited for this conversation. Well, let you, first before we go into the full okay. spoilers, y- yes or no on the on the liking it. How much did you like it? That kind of vibe. Now we've been doing this podcast for over a year. I. Yeah. I feel as if I tend to be a little too high on certain things. So when I was thinking about this conversation, I wanted to make sure that I had all my thoughts in place and that I actually believed 
what I was the words that were going to be coming out of my mouth. And um, yeah, the, I am very, very, very high on this movie. Same brother. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, cool. I was like, I don't know. I'm I mean, Chuck, uh, listen, listen, I thought I was thinking about you when I was watching the movie at times. I was like, I really hope he likes this as or I hope he's enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying it. Um this okay. Let's 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 do the spoiler. Let's do the spoiler. Yeah. Uh, and, and fair warning before once, one last thing for the spoilers, just in case someone's listening, whatever, whatever is going on, I will say this pushes the, the edge of PG 13, this movie. So if you're thinking about going to see it with, uh, you know, younger people, yeah, I would just make sure they're like closer to the, it says PG 13. I think it's more like PG 16, <laughs> PG 16 is probably. That's a the better because yeah, but let's get into the the full going full spoiler now. Spoiler warning. Caca, caca. Something in the way. <laughs> Something in the way. Caca, caca. <laughs> I was thinking what you were gonna do, and I'm so upset that I didn't think that you were going to pull out. The, the Nirvana the Nirvana <laughs> card out of your sleeve. Um, well, you know, you were feeling dumb for not for, you know, saying E.T. and whatever were 80s. I felt really dumb when I looked up that song. Like, ooh, what indie band is that song? Nirvana. I didn't know either. Yeah. I didn't know either. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I just assumed that that was like a track made for the movie because it fits so well in the trailer and it fits so well in the movie. I thought it was made for it. Yeah, and they drop the the track drops only like ten, like literally ten minutes into the movie. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So the Batman, directed by Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Colin Farrell. Um, I already am forgetting homie's name, Commissioner Gordon. I should know his name. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, and then uh, is it Paul Dano? Paul Dano as the Riddler. As the Riddler. Um, okay. The first thing I want to get out of my mouth because I, I'm afraid I'll forget it is I thought this movie was casted about as well as it could be. I loved every single person in their respective role. I thought everybody killed it. Um, I, everybody to me felt authentic in the character that they were playing. I will say pretty much hard agree. Only one casting kind of took me out of it. John Turturro as Carmine Falcone kind of threw me off a little bit because I just, in my head, I just associate him with comedy so much yeah. that it was hard to take him seriously. And, like, I don't know, Gangster's supposed to be, you know, kind of intimidating. And he didn't, I didn't necessarily get that mm-hmm. from him. But, I mean, he still, I'm as an acting, killed it. Just my own head was like really hard to be like that's jesus from big lebowski <laughs> you know that's oh brother art thou you know an r-u-a-n-a-n-o you know what i mean so but that's it, a me thing that's a me problem i mean I, i'm not gonna lie this the same thought you know crossed my head now that you mentioned i mean if you're somebody who's familiar with john Turturro, like you're obviously going to think comedy more than likely for you know his, his overall body of work but i did think that he was 
good in this movie. And surprisingly, I didn't know he was in this movie. And yeah. he ends up playing a pretty big part in the movie. I mean, his character, Falcone, kind of is, dare I say, like one of the driving forces of the story. Yo, 100%. And um, I – but like you said, it, it didn't really take anything away from me. But it was interesting to see somebody who I, you know, I associate comedy with and, and, and comedic roles – play in this brooding like everybody in this movie is just brooding 24 7 but like hey but Catwoman's like, not really brooding that's what I thought was kind of refreshing she's angry but she's like pretty light on her feet you know what I mean man Zoe Kravitz is there's there's no words for Zoe Kravitz <laughs> in this movie man like and b- before before I get real uh um I'm dumb here like her her acting in this movie is great like I I loved her take on Selena Kyle um and for I think she's one of the brighter spots in the movie but let me tell you that scene where she's first introduced I had to pick my jaw up off the floor <laughs> I I my jaw hit the floor so hard that I thought people were going to be staring at me I was like oh my god and uh and yeah, I mean, it was just it was just a work of art for the entire movie. Yeah, uh, the comparison I saw that made the most sense to me was like Seven, with uh, Kevin Spacey, Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt. Uh, comparison to what? To this movie, like just like, the like vibe. The, oh, oh. Um. The atmosphere. Man, I haven't seen Seven in a while, but yeah, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. Because you are – you're on the edge of your seat. Like, there's not a whole lot of downtime in this movie. There's no, there's really no relaxing. Um, And so, yeah, I could see I could see why you would think that in comparison to Seven. Yeah, and it's kind of shot in that way where, like, it's always raining. You know what I mean? The city is very dark. Yeah, and uh, very dark. I, listen, you do not see sunlight in this movie. Barely, like, yeah. It's always, it's always being it, – uh, what's the word? Obscured by a building or something. Or if it's daytime, it's overcast. Like, yeah, there are no beams of sun peeking through those clouds. Gotham City's a shithole, and Matt Reeves really went out to prove that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, all right. So, first off, Robert Pattinson is Batman. Let's start with the breakdown there. Okay. Give me your thoughts. What do you think right. of him? Right. What? Yes. What was your reaction? Now, if you are a follower of mine on Twitter, you would have seen that in the last day or two, I had retweeted a tweet of mine from, I believe, late 2019 when the casting of him as Batman was announced. And at that time, I felt as if I was in the minority thinking he would be a pretty good Batman. I held that same thought. You know, all the way through, obviously, from what we saw in the trailers, that 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 thought that got enforced a bit. Um, And then I wasn't prepared for. For his performance in this movie, because it exceeded my expectations. Mm -hmm. Now, before I'm sure we'll get into comparing actors who have played Batman in the past. um, This is a very unique take on the Bruce Wayne Batman character. This is a. First of all, it's a young Bruce Wayne. It's a young Batman. They they mentioned he's two years into this. He's two years into his uh in, in, into being a vigilante. He doesn't even call himself Batman. He goes by vengeance. 
he gets coined the name Batman by the Riddler throughout the movie. Now, this was, I felt like the take on Batman that I had been really waiting for, not to sound cliche, my entire life. I I loved it. I I I thought it was great. And I'll hand the floor over to you. Uh, I definitely agree. Um, I remember Pattinson being announced and being like, "This is gonna be like kind of like I think his big announcement back because obviously since Twilight, he's been doing a lot of indie art house movies. There's not a lot of movies besides Tenet is really the only tent pole he's really done since then. Yeah. Um, uh, that he's been at least a main character in. Um, some people, if you went and if you liked Uncut Gems, which a lot of people did, might have gone back and watched Good Time, which starred him, um, which is another thing. To, and then The Lighthouse, which I've seen and I enjoyed, but not a, not, not, not a movie that I would, that everyone is going to go see. You know, it's Absolutely just not. <laughs> you know, so, um, and that's just like his recent work. But I was pretty excited and I was I was really happy with the Batman we got as well. I mean, this is like I we'll get into it when we get to the Riddler too, but like I love how on kind of like they do everything they can to tell you like, yeah, he's there's something wrong with this guy without saying it. You know what I mean? They just show you as much as they can that he's a little bit unhinged. They don't use that word, but you know what I mean? He's there's clearly a screw loose uh, might be in the family might run in the family as we find <laughs> out later, which another was another touch that I absolutely loved because yeah. um, there's so many just there's so much to love about this movie. But back to Pattinson, um, I really loved how just like he's kind of like it's almost like when you're at a he's year two, like you said, and it's like he's treating it like he would like. If a normal person, you're in year two of being at a job and this is like what you want your career to be. You're at that point where you're like, I'm doing this thing every day, but I'm not seeing the pro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how he approached it. And it but like in a kind of obviously heightened and like crazy kind of way, you know? Yeah. So uh, like like you just said, this is such an an interesting take on the Bruce Wayne Batman character that we haven't seen before. Like in the opening monologue, he, if I'm not mistaken, he basically talks about how he's been doing this for two years and he's not sure if he's making a difference or not. Yeah. So he's already like, you know, he's, he's second guessing himself a bit. And this movie is, it really is the growth of the Batman and Bruce Wayne. And like, you kind of see him, start to put, you know, put it together and tour, and we'll talk about the stuff that he says in the ending monologue. Um, but no, that it, this was a really good job or I thought Matt Reeves did a really, really great job at uh, showing and not telling for a lot of it. Like you said, like there's something off about this Bruce Wayne. We don't know what it is. He is, you know, if you've seen other Batman movies, I don't even know who he'd be most similar to. Um He's he's like honestly, I was thinking Val Kilmer's Batman. Yeah, but a little more expressive. <laughs> like, yeah, not a stone faced. 
it certainly is. I listen. And again, I know I just said, I, I don't, I don't like comparing uh, the, you know, the actors and, and, and the roles will inevitably do it, but I did not see many similarities between his take on Batman slash um, Bruce Wayne and Christian Bale's Batman Bruce Wayne. Like there's not a whole lot of similarities there. They almost feel like totally different characters, which is by design. Yeah. I imagine. I mean, Batman has been so many things for some for different I mean I mean, for most people up until nineteen eighty nine, Adam West was Batman. Right. So you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's just this is I thought this was like a really a really good direction to take the character. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I, the comparison I just made in my head, which I don't know how you'll feel about this. This is like if Kawhi Leonard was Batman, if that makes sense, because he's like, (laughs) doesn't really, you know what I mean? When he's around people, you can tell he's just like, this is not where I want to be. Yeah. I just want to be doing my thing. You know what I mean? That's where he's at his best, where he feels he's at his best. And that's kind of a lesson he has to learn in this movie is that like, yeah, you kind of got to got to do the other stuff, too. You got to do the off the court. <laughs> the the Bruce Wayne can't just be nothing, you know? Well, and I throughout the movie the, I kind of got this vibe in in. Well, not throughout the movie, but in the 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 scenes where we got to see him as Bruce Wayne. And for the most part, that's in his house with with Alfred. Um I loved that I had gotten the vibe of like a young kid who just doesn't want to do anything. You know, he doesn't want to do anything except go out at night and fight crime. I mean, he's, he's walking around his house in sweatpants, a t-shirt and sunglasses, you know, while, while Alfred's holding shareholder meetings, you know, with, with, with investors on like the Wayne estate. Um, but I kind of like that because like everyone's been that age where you're like, Oh, don't want to do anything. I'm waking up at 3 PM. Let me go get, you know, some coffee and whatnot. So like, I, I kind of like that because in a way it was relatable. Like everybody's felt like that before. But then to go see what he does at night and he – listen, listen the, the action in this movie, he is such a force at night. And that was one of the things that the opening of the movie did so, so well was show you just how terrified people are of him over these last two years. Um, and I thought that that was great. I thought that they really nailed that in comparison to previous films. Yeah. I also liked, um, how he was armored, but it wasn't fully bullet like that shot. He gets hit with a shotgun towards the end of the movie and you can tell it like messes him up. Like he's like breathing hard and there's a shot you can it's you can briefly see it i noticed it that there's holes in the armor it's dented at least so it's not like you know what i mean like he's not fully bulletproof which i kind of like which i like too like this this batman gets messed up you know what i mean yeah well and so before we get into like the villains because i'm i think i think we, we we both probably liked the villains what did you think of this ended ending up being a a true crime movie, a detective movie, and that's what it is at heart. It's a detective movie starring Commissioner Gordon and Batman. Yeah, and so and Catwoman. And Catwoman. It's kind of like a two and a half, like it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. half Batman and Commish, half Batman and Catwoman. Yeah. Um, I this is like the take that again 
you say you've been waiting your whole life. This is, I think, what most Batman fans have been waiting for. Like, this is kind of the heart of the character. He was always billed as the world's greatest detective or whatever. Whether, you know what I mean? And the just the um, some of the little innovations they put, like the little uh, eye thing he does to, like, rewatch all his basically oh, film. contact lessons were dope, dude. Those were so cool. Yeah. Um, the little gadgets on his, on his suit that he's fighting with, it just, it just all kind of came together really well for me. And, you know, it was just refreshing to see someone on my schedule on the big screen, (laughs) you know, that, that overnight schedule, (laughs) someone I could relate to. I never thought about that, (laughs) but you're totally right. Someone who works at third shift. Oh, that's great. Um, (laughs) what did you, well, okay. So. Before I move on to the villains, one thing I want to say is I was not I, – I never was a Batman comic book guy. I'm not really a comic book guy at all. Same, um, same. Now, I do like getting the opinions of true comic book fans when comic book movies, you know, Marvel or or, or in, in the rare instance where I give my attention towards a DC property like this one. I do appreciate the opinions of the true comic book fans, and I saw a lot of what you were saying is there were a lot of people – who really liked this take on Batman because like at its core, he is a detective and he's always the smartest one in the room. And this movie points that out in a couple scenes. Like I don't remember exactly what it was, but there's a couple scenes where, you know, it might be where they go and find the, uh, the, the mayor, um, in, in, like in the very beginning. Yeah. And they're all trying to figure out like what, like like what it was and he is able to sort of piece together i think he he actually like sees the tool on the ground like the 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 carpet whatever the hell that's called whatever the hell you place carpet with um and he pieces it together like that and all the cops are like oh like because you know they clearly don't want this guy around they think he's making a mockery of them and um but he clearly shows that yo i'm the smartest guy in the room and i like that in that room but in a room with the Riddler, he's well, not quite, quite there. But that, which is another great aspect, is that not that that Batman, Batman isn't the greatest at every single thing he does, but he's top ten most of the time at at any given thing. Yeah. So you know what I mean? That's that's what I loved about this movie is that he was like not quite fully formed. Okay, so tell me what you thought about Colin Farrell as the Penguin because. He is – he plays a pretty big role in the first, like, two hours of this movie, um, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on him, so. Yeah, um, obviously unrecognizable, kind of knew that going in. Um, he was really good. Um, I just – it was like one of those things where it's like I didn't even just it didn't even register that it was Colin Farrell. It's just like this is the penguin. You know what I mean? He's a little messed up. That's why they call him the penguin. You know, short and yeah. the, the best, the funniest scene is when they during the interrogation, him and Commissioner Gordon and he they leave him handcuffed and he's yeah. waddling away <laughs> like a penguin. <laughs> that was a great I mean, just brilliant, just absolutely brilliant. You know, I saw and I'll I'll give you my thoughts on him in a second, but I saw a lot of people saying how like you know, there's no humor in this movie and I'm like, well, that's just not true. There is humor in this movie. It's very subtle and it's very like 
like you know if you it's it, it's not it's not your marvel movie humor it's not like in your face almost making a joke of itself like you said the scene where he's waddling um i liked the scene where he and commissioner gordon are in the police station and they, they get the time between the two and they're like talking about like how they're going to get him out of there and like commissioner gordon's like getting in his face pretending that he's grilling him about something and he's like didn't hit me um like i thought that was a little funny um th- there was a couple other things that are that, that are escaping my mind i remember laughing at a couple other parts in the movie um well i i don't know about you i i kind of i kind of started chuckling when he goes to visit the Riddler in jail at the end and Paul Dano puts on that meltdown. And I was like, am I supposed to laugh at this? And I kind of chuckled to myself, but no, I, I really liked the style of humor in this movie. Now, Colin Farrell is the penguin. Um, like you said, totally unrecognizable. Um, he's not really a, um, a menacing villain by any stretch of the imagination. Like he's there, like, you know what he's about. He kind of runs this, I guess you could call it like a, like a a drug operation, a drug ring. Yeah. Um, but there were, there were never any points in the movie. Did I feel like, cause like, you know, he goes and visits him as Batman and as Bruce Wayne individually in two different parts. And, at no point did I ever like fear for, you know, his life. Um, but he didn't need to be that big, bad, scary antagonist because that's the Riddler, dude. That was a hundred percent Paul Dano. And I thought that I, I liked the balance between the two characters, kind of like the street level villain who's just operating this drug ring, who has something to do with Falcone. Um, and then you have the, the 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 mastermind behind the whole operation who's basically pulling all the strings throughout the entire movie in the Riddler. And I liked the balance between those two villains. Yeah. Well, and there's like a handful of villains, really, because yeah. you got to throw Falcone in there. Falcone. The dirty cop. Um, although that's very minor, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. basically three villains in Falcone, Penguin, and Riddler, and then Gordon, Cat, and Bat. Mm-hmm. And uh, I agree with Riddler. Riddler was – I thought it was going to be a little too cheesy. I thought he might have gone a little over the top in that in, in, t- in that scene in Arkham with its, when it's just him and, yeah. and Bat. I thought might have been a little too much, but otherwise I thought he was – a really actually really good and when you find out the motivation behind it i uh, i was like that's 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 how you do it smart i felt like you know what i mean so i i liked the i liked the take they had on the riddler and the motivation behind and now when you say motivation i'm assuming you mean you mean like uh exposing the corrupt politicians he basically becomes a cult leader and yeah you know say say what you want like i've because i've seen it already in reviews and i believe paul dana has said this himself in interviews that he drew inspiration from certain recent political events in this country 
for his take on the Riddler. Um, and it made everything seem very real. Like, oh, oh this yeah. could, this could totally happen. It just takes one crazy guy with a following. I mean, unfortunately, we've, we've seen it happen in this country before. But like, no, it, it, it was very, very good. The The motive behind it was perfect. Um, and I will agree with you that his scene in Arkham, I don't know if I thought it went too far. I think that maybe with me personally, I won't speak for anybody else. I think that was meant to be a very serious scene. And to me, it kind of hit me in a, like a little bit of a comedic way. But listen, Paul Dano kills it as the Riddler. He's he's so good. And I'm so glad that. I, I mean, we gave a spoiler warning, so I'm fine with saying it. I'm so glad that he didn't die. Yeah, because I would love to see more of him. And I'd be shocked if we didn't get more of him down the road. Yeah, not in the next movie, hopefully. I think <laughs> I think it'll be a little later down the road that that if that comes. Um, what did you think of Jeffrey Wright as Gordon? Because this is another very, well, I don't want to say very famous. Like I'm trying to think of all the people who have played Commissioner Gordon. I mean, at least in the last 15 years, it's been Gary Oldman and um, J.K. Simmons. But how did you like this take on Gordon? This was great. I felt like it was like the perfect balance of like he's competent, clearly the good cop, knows what's going on, but like also just trying to be the good, you know what I mean? Trying to just still a cop though, still thinking, you know what I mean? Like yeah. trying to use cop techniques and, uh, you know, um, that interrogation scene I thought was really good. Like he's like kind of like trying, he kind of knows what's going on, but it's like, what do you mean? What? Mm. I, I don't speak Spanish. What are you talking about? You know <laughs> what I, mean? <laughs> I, I think that this might be my favorite take on commissioner Gordon yet. I was a really big fan of, of, of how he approached the character. And also I think he, he had a lot of help from Matt Reeves because you at, there's points in the movie where you feel like, oh, he may be the only non-corrupt cop in the city. <laughs> like it might be him versus everybody else. Um, and that's just not something you've had with any of the previous uh, Commissioner Gordon's from the previous movies. Um, so I, I, I liked that. And I also I also just really like Jeffrey Wright. I think he's like a really, really great actor. Um, and for the mood of the movie. He fits it perfectly because like it's a very dark movie. Um, there's a lot of brooding taking place between Bruce Wayne and Batman and really Commissioner Gordon, too. Like, I don't know if he ever cracks a smile. I don't know if anybody smiles in this movie outside of the Penguin. I love when he's like, no guns. And he's like, yeah, that's your thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, their chemistry together was so good. I loved when it was those two. Those were my favorite scenes, I think. And mm-hmm. well, I, I I also loved when it was him and 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 Selena Kyle, Catwoman. Like uh, the chemistry between the cast and this movie was so so good. Um, the only thing I would say is I didn't particularly care for the whole Falcone being Selena Kyle's dad in the very end. That was like, I get I get why you did it. But this isn't hitting home with me, you know, like it. I, I don't know if it had its intended effect on me. Uh, I really enjoyed that because it kind of gives 
um, Selena kind of a parallel to Bruce in that, like, okay, in that you know, her her dad's kind of a jerk, yeah, and Batman it feels like is he gonna you know fall into the the pit that his dad did, you know what I mean? The idea that he can save her, save himself, that kind of I enjoyed that. Yeah, I know I didn't think about it like that. So I, I do I do want to see this movie again. Um hopefully like in the next week or so. So I'm gonna keep that in mind for my second rewatch. But um I actually feel embarrassed that I forgot to leave this dude off the cast when we were talking about the cast. We didn't talk about Andy Circus's Alfred. Yeah. Um well, he doesn't play a huge role in the movie, I'm not gonna lie. No, it, it's very, very small compared to, um, oh my gosh, Michael, uh, I can't think of his name. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. God, man, I'm off. It, it, compared to Michael Caine in uh, any of the movies from from, from the, the, the Nolan trilogy, yeah, he's barely in this movie. Well, not barely, but um, what, like, what did you think about him? Because I personally... For the screen time that they had together, I liked those two. I liked their banner. I liked their back and forth. And certainly the scene where he's in the hospital recovering from the explosion, that to me, like that hit me. I felt that. Yeah. Uh, That was, yeah, that was really good. I mean, Andy Serkis, just underrated as an actor in general. 100%. Yeah. Um, Obviously has a history of working with Reeves. He was Caesar in the Apes movies. Um, so this was really good. Um, nice to see him. No CGI or anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rare occasion. Yeah, but I, I agree. His chemistry with Pattinson was really good, too. And I enjoyed that. Um, just really worked, man. Just really worked. Ex- excited to see how his role grow grows, if it grows in, in future movies, you know? Same, same. And, um... Before we touch on the ending here, um, what was your favorite scene in the movie? I don't know. Maybe it's that penguin interrogation scene. Okay. Um, that was really good. I just like the the back and forth. Or it might have been um, when he's first you know, talking to Selena when he has her going into the club and whatnot. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. so good the way they balance all those characters and the way like Selena really is her own character. Like she's not just there doing whatever the Batman does. She's got her own agenda. She's doing her own thing. And then and she's gonna do it the way she wants to do it. Hundred percent. Um for me it's down to either the opening scene with the Riddler where he kills the mayor, because I really thought that that was a great tone setter for the movie. Like yeah. when, when they, they had that shot of the mayor exiting the frame and you just see the Riddler behind him. And it's almost like a horror movie kind oh, yeah. of vibe. Like I was like, Oh, this movie's dark, like darker <laughs> than I, than I originally had thought. So like, I really like that. And I want to say the car chase scene, but like, I feel like that's everybody's favorite scene. So for the sake of not sounding like a cliche, um, I'm going to go with his conversation with Gordon 
in that interrogation room in the police station where they're trying to figure out how to get him out of the police station and it leads to that chase. Yeah. Um, so I, but, but again, the entire movie is strong. Like, I don't know if there's a certain, like, I don't know if there's any weak moments in this movie for me, at least. Yeah. If I'm, if I, when I rewatch it, I'll, I'll try and nail down a specific scene. Yeah, I, I think I think we can be a little bit pickier. Like, I know I went into this movie being like, all right, I don't want to I don't want to be thinking about what I'm going to be saying on the podcast during this movie. So like, I just kind of let myself watch it. Um, and then my, my next go around, I'll I'll afford myself, you know, to critique it in some ways. But um, but yeah, th- that won't be until the second go around. Indeed. Um, all right. Uh, oh, last thing uh, before we get to the ending, I guess. Um, I really loved with the Riddler, you know, how they had that like looking through binoculars and all that kind of stuff. And then they had similar scenes with Batman. Yeah. I, I just thought that was a great way to sort of show like, you know, these characters aren't that far apart. It's just these subtle differences that sort of make stand, you know, obviously Batman's not killing people, not trying to kill people. Um, yeah. I think that helped the that scene too, where where he does get to talk to the Riddler eventually when he's in Arkham, and the Riddler's like, "Listen, buddy, we're, we've been a team," and he looks at Batman as a genuine teammate in this, and he Batman's like, "What the hell are you talking about? Like, we're nothing alike, but they sort of are. Like, you do see the parallels throughout the movie." So you're right, I, I appreciated that. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um... All right. So you want to get to the ending now, I guess? Yeah. So just to tee it up, there's this ending where um, it's towards the end of the movie. It's, it's certainly in the last 10 minutes, uh, maybe even last five, where they're showing the Riddler in his cell. And I'm pretty sure he's talking to himself um, or he's like crying or something. I don't remember what sparks the conversation, but he hears a voice from the cell next to him. And he's like, Oh, a friend. And you hear this voice and you don't ever really see the person. You kind of see a silhouette of his face. And they have this brief conversation. The uh, the word clown gets dropped in this conversation. And then you hear the unmistakable laugh of who could only be the Joker. Right. Um, but it's not a joker that we're familiar with this seems to be a new take on the character um immediately i was like oh you've got to be shitting me um what were your thoughts i was surprised that this happened right then and there um I mean, it does make a little more sense now because i remember seeing a couple days like before the movie like Batman has nothing to do with Joker. I was doing my moon movie before that came out. You know what I mean? So now I was like, yeah, duh. I thought everybody knew that. And then I saw that scene. I was like, oh, so that's what they were talking about. (laughs) But yeah, uh, Matt Reeves claims he doesn't think Joker's going to show up necessarily in the next movie. I kind of hope that's true. I would like to see their take on other villains first before we get to the Joker and maybe a revisit of Riddler. But um yeah and do, do you you know who is playing the joker right barry kogan yep yeah um who everyone would probably know from um dunkirk 
Um, and also he was Druig in uh, Marvel's The Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Chernobyl. Um, he's kind of got like a, a relatively small body work, but he's also very, very young. So yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I, man, I, I had the same exact thought. It was like, really like another rendition of the Joker. Like I, I really kind of like what we have with Joaquin right now. And, you know, there being a Joker two coming out in the next couple years. Um, but like there's other Batman villains, man. Like I like I would rather see another Bane before I would I want to see another Joker. Like Joker might be last on the list of of villains that I want them to bring into sequels, you know? Poison Ivy is a is an is appealing. Up there. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like I would even want to see who is it? Is it Mr. Freeze? Mr. Freeze, Matt Reeves has talked about it. he's intrigued by that story. Yeah, like there's other characters that for whatever reason we haven't seen in the last 20 years across the last, gosh, how was it at least been five Batman movies? Yeah. Um, if you're counting the, the Aflac one. So, like, yeah, man, I would like to see, I would like to see a different character. However, I do know that there's up to three spinoff shows on HBO Max um, the, under I, development. Apparent- Apparently the Gotham Police Department one is is like dead. Oh, okay, so it's just the Penguin one. The Penguin one, and I thought there might have been another one. I thought I saw one that was straight up Arkham Asylum. I did not see that one, but I okay. I, the Penguin ones for sure. Like I saw that, like I and I'm 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 almost positive that's happening, but. I, who knows? Maybe he shows up in one. Oh of yeah, these yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Untitled Arkham series. Okay. Um. But I mean, like thinking about it, the amount of storylines that this movie alone sets up is kind of nuts. Like we, you have like uh, I don't know a whole lot about the character, but like I saw people saying that this sets up, um, them to bring in Hush, who I guess is a villain, um. I mean, clearly the mayor's son, they're teeing up to be Robin. I mean, like, he has to end up being Robin. Like, there's just too many scenes where Bruce Wayne looks at him or Batman looks at him. And, you know, there's unmistakable eye contact there. And um, so we'll see. Uh, like, like we have this this Penguin series coming. I mean, there's a lot that they can do with this universe. Um, and I hope we get to see it. Like, I just feel like... DC has this tendency to pull the plug on things really quickly and not give projects like time to grow and turn into stuff. And, um, you know, in the past, a lot of that's been for good reason. Like, I'll, well, I'll well, this movie is, is, uh, not going to be that way. It's already crossed 300 million at the global box office. Yeah. I mean, this movie is, I mean, th- listen, I thought about this. I was like, the fact that we got, spider-man and this movie within three months of each other is kind of nuts like for comic book fans like has has there been a, a stronger one-two punch like that's come out in the same amount of, within the same amount of time iron man came out may 2008 dark knight came out august 2008. oh man yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> boom <laughs> well on may and august three I'm months not- apart oh May, June, July. You're right. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was 
I hope, and I, I saw that, I guess Warner Brothers is very keen on leaving the creative decisions up to Matt Reeves and his team. Like they're giving him full creative control, which they did with this movie and it paid off because my God, was this movie awesome. Yeah. So now for the unavoidable part of this conversation, I'm going to, I'm asking you this question first because you think very, very highly of the dark Knight, and where you don't have to rank me all of your Batman movies. But give me your top three. I think this is number three. Ooh, what's number two? I think it's Batman Begins. Okay, okay. And number one's The Dark Knight. So th- there was never a moment where you thought, oh, this might be better than Batman Begins. I think Batman Begins. I think there's. I, you know, it can go back and forth, but I'll always have that memory of like being like, I don't know, like 11 and watching Batman Begins. And I still think as far as on film, maybe ever the scene where in the Batman Begins where they're in the containers and dudes are just disappearing. Yeah. And it ends with like him putting Carmine Falcone on the signal or whatever. That's like. You know, one of the best action sequences of all time. And when he calls the bats, like, there's just so much cool stuff in that movie that I absolutely love. Now, one thing I'm going to say about the the Nolan trilogy in itself, like, you know, all three movies. I felt like those were true films that starred Batman, you know, like, I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, like. I and this is what I'm going to say. I think the Batman is a better Batman movie or is the best Batman movie that we've gotten. I think that the dark Knight is the better overall movie. If that makes any sense. I I understand that I would, I wouldn't necessarily disagree fully, but I'll just tell you that I'm still going to pick the dark Knight like 10 times out of 10 for me. And I totally understand that. I think I think you have a certain, as a lot of people do. I guess I don't share the same, um, like I don't have, for lack of a better term, those core memories with that movie that like I know you do. And so I think for me, I'm not. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm willing to say that this is going to be my personal number one, the Batman. But like. It, it it might get there. Like if I watch this a couple more times, but like I also I don't know what the rewatchability of this movie is gonna be like. The rewatchability of the Dark Knight, that might be the most rewatchable movie for me ever. Like I can watch that movie all the time and and not really get bored. But what this uh, this the Batman's a little bit longer, and it's not as I don't want to say it's not as fun of a watch, but it almost takes a bit more out of you because it's really dark. There's a lot happening. Um, Definitely more. It's intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man, it, it, it might, it might get to number one for me, but I'm not quite willing to put it there yet. It's certainly my two. And then Batman begins his three. All righty. Wow, I I did not think that we were going to agree on as many things as that we I talk. I was so afraid you were going to hate this movie. I thought you were going to come in here and be like, 
Robert Pattinson, nope, not cutting it. This movie was not good. And I was going to be so bummed. I'm so relieved that you enjoyed it. Yeah, I was I was going into the movie. I was just like cautiously like, let's see what this is. What's going to happen? And then I saw the reviews and everyone was like, no, they a lot of people saying just I loved it. I loved it. I did see not uh, somewhere above like not like you know nothing but a, a minimum amount of negative people who yeah. didn't vibe with it um some particularly loud voices against it from a certain football analyst that i love uh d but darius butler but oh, really? you know i don't go to him for my movie takes so i'm not gonna not gonna <laughs> press it <laughs> wait so you're telling me you didn't watch ben shapiro's 20 minute breakdown on why the batman was bad does that exist? Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and you know why, right? There's a specific line in the movie that when I heard it, I was like, oh, there are a lot of people are going to be upset about that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Comes from the new mayor. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to piss some people off. Uh, and I loved it. And I loved it. I thought it was the Catwoman when she says white privilege. Oh, yeah, it was it was it was two. Yeah, it was both of them. Well, I yeah. I think because Selena Kyle says white privilege, but then doesn't the mayor say like rich white assholes or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Or okay. she might. Yeah. No. Well, I think Catwoman says it too. To be fair, then it might be the Catwoman line I'm getting. I'm that I'm thinking of. Maybe it wasn't the mayor. Yeah, um, I thought it was going to be because uh, Zoe Catwoman has a girlfriend. Like she's that's her girlfriend that gets murdered. Oh, I'm sure there's people that complain about that. I'm sure. And and the fact that Zoe Kravitz isn't white, like, I'm sure rubs some people the wrong way. Like, which is, I, I mean, if, listen, if movies just might not be for you, if, if that's your way of thinking, you may just want to not watch any movie released past, like, 77. <laughs> um, but, like, no, I when, when I heard that line, I was like, oh, oh, man. Oh, yes, this is great. And then. Yeah, like clockwork the next day I see I don't follow Ben Shapiro I think it got like retweeted onto my feed or something or I might have gone looking for it I don't remember but there it was sorry to sorry to break it to you guys but the Batman is bad and I was like oh okay all right because of one line all right oh boy I mean <laughs> listen it's not that one line can't brew in a movie looking at you Martha um <laughs> That, that that that's not fair because that movie wasn't ruined by that line alone. It was a culmination <laughs> of things, and that line just sealed it in the coffin for me. But you know, whatever. What are we gonna do? We do. We do. You know, can do nothing. Can can do nothing. Um. Okay. So the Batman. Um. Give me a ranking out of ten. Um. And I I'm not even gonna ask you if you recommend it because I I, I we both already do. So give me a ranking out of ten. I go with 9.5 out of 10. Whoa. Okay. Alrighty. I was maybe expecting like an eight, three, like, because I'm going like, I, I want to so badly say 9.7, like, because like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say 9.7. I'm saying 9.7. I enjoyed it that much. Uh, it's a real treat. I don't think you need to be a particular bat, like big of a Batman fan to enjoy this movie, which is kind of nice. Um, but if you are, you will enjoy it a lot. hundred percent. Yeah. And if, if, if you're somebody who's into like true crime or like detective movies too, like, you know, you, 
you know, double points. You're really going to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, just go to the bathroom before you sit down, please. Yeah. Love God. Don't get don't, up in the middle of a chasing. Don't be that guy. Don't get the large, get don't get the large Coke or the <laughs> large icy. That's what I'm, I'm a sucker for those ICs. Oh man. The ICs are good, dude. Now I know you said you, you went to a cafe theater, but it's not like that's not your typical go-to. So the theater that you normally go to, do you have those reclining seats? Yeah. Do you are you a recliner or are you a sit up straight guy? I'm a recliner. I like to be comfortable. I like oh to be God. like curled up and the legs out and just like because I don't want to be thinking about my sitting position when I'm like this is like where you I mean obviously they can't see me right now but like you're listening to my voice. I'm like my legs are up on my on a box well a, a big plastic container full of shoes so it's nice and stable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like as a footrest. I'm sitting. I'm kind of slouched in my chair. This is my natural position. That's how I like to watch the movies. All right. I am afraid of reclining because I'm afraid that I will doze off. See, and this can be a problem for me too, given the schedule and everything. But that's why I I I don't go to the movies if I'm not if I'm tired. That's my philosophy. Okay. I, you know, I also went to the, like, I, I went to this Mexican restaurant before I got to the theater. May have had four margaritas while I was there. So, you know, I was a little worried that the tequila was going to get to me. I'm like, I better not recline. And I, I don't typically recline. I, I don't know why. I kind of like sitting normal. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of my thing. So, you know, fight me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm not... Ricky, I'm not going to fight you over your sitting. <laughs> That'd be, first off, two people sitting and fighting over sitting is just a horrible, horrible way to, that's a horrible entertainment. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, dude. We, you know, uh, I thought that there were there was going to be a legitimate fight in my theater. So the last three times I've now gone to see a movie in a theater have all been pretty miserable experiences. Like, not because of the movie, but because of the theater. The first time I saw Spider-Man, well, I guess this was because of – no, this was because of the theater. They had a blown speaker Ooh. that was just rattling, and I felt like a dumbass because I rented the theater, and I didn't ask them to play anything in it ahead of time, and it just had this blown speaker that would rattle like on and off like for five minutes, on and off, five minutes. I was just like, oh, my God, it's terrible. Then the next time I saw a movie was I took my mother to see Spider-Man. And there happened to be um, this group of women who were very clearly not from this country um, that were sitting in our row who walked in with full on bags of groceries and proceeded to have their flashlights out the entire time constructing some sort of dish across their across their laps. Don't know what it was, but they were like six seats down from us. I could smell it. Did you not go to the to the movie theater or ushers or someone to be like, hey, yo, there's some sort no, of kitchen being formed in that theater? I could have gotten up, I'm sure, but I was more so afraid to leave my mother alone next to these people, uh, fearful of what she would do without me holding her back. Um, and then this this time, oh, man, I. OK, so we we got really. Uh, unlucky with the group of uh, kids that happened to be in the theater with us. Um, there was probably a, about a group of like eight to 10 
16, 17 year olds um, that were sitting behind us who were very noticeably setting off their like their ringtones during the like the quiet parts of the movie and it was some some like i don't know who it was man i don't know who the kids listen to these days little yachty maybe might have been like a little yachty song i don't know um and i chuck this happened about six to seven times throughout the movie and then at the very very end the 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 last conversation that um uh selena has with the Batman, uh, none other than the Pornhub intro was played. And nobody left. I actually got secondhand embarrassment. I was like, oh man, that kid definitely thought like a bunch of people were gonna laugh. Um and my buddy who was sitting next to me, my roommate, like started looking around. And I was like, oh, that was the last straw. Like he might might actually get up and fight somebody. But <laughs> just been really unlucky the last three times I've gone to the movies. Um, with with the state of the theater and the people who have just so happened to buy tickets for the same showtime as me, you know. It's funny you say that because we did my group. I went and saw it. I was visiting my friend down in Virginia. I went and saw it with him in this like weird like movie theater cafe. Like we were looking for when we got to the movie theater, we got the tickets, and he's like, "Where's the concession stand?" Because we didn't see it. So they're like, "It's in the theater." We're like, oh, I'm like imagining like we walk in and there's like a concession stand, like yeah. something. I don't know. It's like maybe it's just smaller. That's fine. I go in. It's like they have a menu and you can order food and drinks, including alcoholic drinks. Um, I almost ordered the uh, the Stormtrooper was a uh, um, all their drinks and food items are all movie cliche title. Oh, that's things. cool. That's cool. Um. Yeah, I can't remember what the Long Island iced tea name was, but I remember it stood out to me when I was looking at the menu. But uh, <laughs> but when we got into the theater, there were uh, two pair of kids, and one of them was sitting in the row of four seats that was supposed to belong to our group. But in the end, I just ended up – so they had, like, the main rows, which had these, like, like a – not table, like, you know what I mean? Like a, like, personal table – but like one big kind of island row, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? In front of what would be all like if you think imagine normal movie theater seats and they're all in a row. And then like right in front of you, like within arm's reach, there would be like almost like a kitchen island. Yeah. But it's not it's like kind of thin, thinner. Like, you know like what I some mean? you would have it like standing room at a at a baseball game. Right. Or like yeah. or like if you go to a bar and there's like window seats. Yes. And there's, you know what I mean? There's seats at that, like, little, it, that kind of thing in the movie theater. You know what I mean? That went all along the rows. Mm-hmm. But then on the side, on the far side where I sat, there were just, like, kind of these almost double seats with little things. I'm sure for, but it was only one seat, I guess. But that's where I ended up sitting. There was one, like, one row up from where my group was sitting. So I just was like, yeah, I'm not. There were two kids, and the dad was sitting in one of those. It's like I'm not trying to kick a kid out of his seat or anything. Okay. Now, as an observer of the situation, the smart thing to do would have had the ki- dad and the kid switch places because the seats on the far side were big enough to they were like a love seat to fit uh-huh. two people, especially two kids. But again. The movie was starting in like five minutes, and I was like, "I'm not yeah. going through this in a place that I don't live." To not, 
I'm not getting into this debate. But the movie theater manager ended up giving us four passes. He was just like, sorry for the trouble. Giving oh, that's cool. Three passes. And obviously, it was actually me, his cousin, his cousin's girlfriend that were um, both visiting as well. So him and his what just got four free movie passes to that theater. That's cool. Now, I, I, I commend you for that. Cause I don't know if I would have done the same thing. Yeah. I'm a very big like I'm not trying to hassle and if there's an obvious solution that just is easy let me just take care of it let me just be I, like right there ordered my chicken tenders and fries and a beer and I was <laughs> like boom IPA I'm good I had a very similar situation I remember going to see the Joker on opening night mm. um at a very busy movie theater it's not the one I typically go to it's a little bit closer to like Cleveland in a much more like a much bigger city than uh, the one that I typically go to. And we may have been running a little bit behind. We still got there during the previews, but like, I usually am like, I want to be in my seats like 15 minutes before start time. We were kind of cutting it closer to like five minutes before the movie started. Um, And we had, I think about a group of like six and we show up and there were people in our seats and it was, you know, it's the same scenario. It always is. Oh, we we you know these people couldn't get the seats together so they just took the open ones that ended up being ours and so they were telling they were asking us if we wanted to go take the other two seats that they had you know abandoned and basically just swap like you know swap seats like two of us go up there and i was like hey sorry we got a group of six here and they were probably a little bit older than me i want to say they were like pushing 30 and this dude like straight up took out his wallet. He's like, "Hey man, like I'm like I'll I'll give, I'll give you ten bucks, like to go take the seat up there." And I was like, mm, "Nah, like I like I want to sit with my like my friends here." Um, and I I just don't play that game, man. I I don't know why. Like if it was a son, like a, a couple kids and their dad maybe, but like when it's like you know, I mean, if you're older than twelve years old, you know, in the spirit of Lil Yachty. Fuck them kids. Like, I no, I'm sorry. Like, go to your seats. I'm sorry you waited till the 11th hour to get tickets and you couldn't find five together. So you had to get three in this row and two in that row. Not my problem, bud. Sorry. So you're a better man than me is what I'm getting at. Yeah, well, it ended up working out. Um, saw the movie. Despite the somewhat distracting at atmosphere. I still was able to enjoy the movie, but I am probably going to go back and watch it at my usual movie theater, which does not cater to that, does not have that kind of atmosphere. Probably try and see it. Um, plus, it'll be on a weekday, hopefully a lot less crowded. You know, um, still probably grab a beer or two before I go in, just to, you know what I mean? Or after, I'm not sure. You have to. I mean, might as well. I got some great craft... Uh, craft house restaurant at the uh, mall with my movie theater in the casino. So, so th- does a Baltimore area um, movie theater dish out crab cakes? Uh, the movie theater does not know, not the chain ones, at least that are near me that I usually go to. Um, you can probably find one. I'm sure there's gotta be an art house theater in this state that does, but do people not, put old Bay on their popcorn? Is that a yes. butter? Yeah. No, you're joking. No, I'm not joking. I, 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 I don't personally, I mean, I haven't done it. I should say I've thought about it, but yeah, I'm sure there are people who bring old Bay to the theater and just put it on their popcorn. I'm guaranteed. Oh, that's incredible. I mean, I, it's, it's salt. It's 
kind of salt based, so it, it tastes perfect with with popcorn. I love Baltimore, man. I, I wish you guys didn't steal my football team, but like, man, Baltimore people are awesome. All <laughs> bay on popcorn. That's 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 amazing. Um. That's okay. one of the more normal things for, to put Old Bay on, I'd say, besides seafood. Uh, I would think, like, I've seen people put, like, Old Bay on, like, corn on the cob, like, if they're doing, like, a seafood boil. Pop, yeah. Well, I guess, like, oh, duh. Okay, yeah, corn. All right, yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. Well, popcorn and corn, I don't think are, I don't think they're, they, they share a name, not a fan, you know, they're not related. I guess what I'm saying is, is if, if I get a tub of popcorn at a movie theater and I go up and I put a little bit of butter on it and there's an Old Bay shaker there, I am 100% shaking some Old Bay on the popcorn. Yeah, it wasn't at the theater. I should I should also mention, like, they don't sell Old Bay at the theater, but they, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying if the theater was listening, that might be a good idea. But the fact that people in Baltimore literally keep Old Bay on them, like, is just awesome. Like, I, I, again, I have not seen that, but it would not surprise me if someone like did that. You know what I mean? I you know what? what you're you might be is... inspiring me. You <laughs> might be inspiring me. I might sneak some old band to the theater tomorrow. <laughs> That's what do, I might be doing. Please take a picture of it and Snapchat it to me. I, I, I would love to know how that goes. I will let I will I will let the people know. Perfect. Um. Okay, anything you want to say before we go ahead and wrap this up? No, just uh, follow us on the socials, at Mind Popcorn on Twitter, at Mind Your Popcorn on TikTok. Um, I, I'm going to surprise you with this right now. I might be trying to clip some clips and release them over the week. Cut some clips from the... And... You know what I mean? From the episode and tweet them out. Okay. All righty. I'm interested in this. Now, on your computer, you're going to do this? I'm going to attempt it. Okay. All righty. Well, I think we're really going to get a good feel for what your computer can and can't handle when you attempt this. (laughs) Yeah. Are you trying to work it to death? Are you trying to send this baby out? Listen, the tax refund hit. The okay. browsing, the browsing for replacement tablets is underway. Okay. Don't know when the purchase probably won't be again with the Gulf trip. Yep. Whatnot probably will be a little while before that happens, but yeah. All right. Well, I guess stay tuned for possible clips. No promises, but um, it'll be a nice surprise um, if if those hit. And then obviously, you know, you're out on vacation next week when your golf trip. Um, I actually have my brothers coming into town for like the first time in a year from Virginia for the next two weeks. Um, So even if you weren't going on the trip next week, the likelihood that I'd be able to record anything would be pretty slim. So this is kind of working out. Um, So we for sure, no episode next week. Um, Maybe the week after I would assume the next episode we do. I would say there's a good chance it might be a review of the Adam project because I know I'm going to be watching it. It sounds like you want to watch it. So if you get around to watching it, we can probably do a review of that, but um, it'll be at least two weeks until we're back. So like Chuck said, if you guys would like, go ahead and follow us on the socials. We are on Twitter at mind popcorn. We are on TikTok at mind your popcorn. You can find both mine and Chuck's personal handles, personal Twitter handles in the bio of the mind, your popcorn Twitter page. 
Um, other than that, you know, we appreciate everybody who listens. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, please go ahead and leave us a review. Um, I, I think we're literally like less than five reviews away from the reviews being able to be displayed on our podcast page. So honestly, even if you hate our guts, you know, give us a one star, whatever, um, you know, uh, but we would appreciate it. So, you know, other than that, uh, it was fun talking to Batman. I'm really glad both of us liked it. Um, and uh, and I look forward to next time. Take it Same. easy. everyone.